I left the microphone over there. Uh, it's a podcast and chill show. <laughs> I'm Duff No Bear, alongside my co-host, the Beige Prince himself, Vanessa Velli. Mm-hmm. We're here for another episode, but you know, we're just going to get right into it. Um, go listen to the last episode. I think it was 189, if I'm not mistaken. It was pretty good. It's called Emancipation. Um, that's all I got to say on it, man. It, it did really well, you know. Appreciate everybody that support the the uh, the movement, support the podcast. Um, it doesn't go overlooked. Never does. I appreciate everybody that listens and tap in to give their uh, constructive criticism. Um, yeah, man. That's all I got to say. Can I just say one line real quick? Go ahead. Go ahead. So it's going to start off like this, right? Mm-hmm. In the night, I hear him talk. The coldest story ever told. Mm. Somewhere far <laughs> across that road is a society so heartless. Mm. You can, it's Vanessa Velli. I'm here. I'm mad. So how do you make of everything that's been going on? I'm perplexed. Okay. It's a few things. It's a few. It's a few things. And I'm triggered. Uh, yeah, I, I will say I'm triggered on a few things. You know. We all know what happens. This is a society of culture podcast, so we here, we here to talk about it. You know, we here to talk about things that's affecting the culture, not just in uh, not pop culture, but the culture that's all around us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know, the world knows. Everybody's been seeing everything that's been happening um, with you know, Mister West. Mister West, we've been, we've been seeing the destruction of a man um, in our very eyes because. He made some comments that was, uh, I would say, distasteful. Um, that's how I see it. And now he's just suffering the conf- uh, consequences, you know? It's like people talk about free speech. Yeah, it could be free speech, but at the same time, you have to you have to understand that the things you say comes with consequences. Every action has a reaction, no matter if it's good or bad. So, hey, that's you can go, man. How do you how, how do you see it? How how do you see it? Well, I mean, before it's more so how I see it, right? I mm-hmm. really I really want to break down like what happened. Okay, you know, and um, so so basically, uh, where did it start? Did it start? Well, he had a he had an outburst via Instagram, like he usually does, but, particularly that's common. That's we, we scheduled. That. Yeah, that's that's scheduled. And then I believe he the remark he made was I'm about to go uh, DefCon three something on him on the Jewish that's what he said verbatim on Twitter. Uh, so then he started going on nightly rants on these talk shows about uh, the quote quote unquote his words the Jewish media and um, how they're controlling the narrative how they're controlling music how they're controlling the things that we see. Mm-hmm. So those that's his feelings about it, and now he's getting a lot of lashback from a different companies, from his peers, saying his comments were extremely anti-Semitic, mm-hmm. uh, and he's been losing a lot of brand deals. Uh, he loses a lot of sponsorships. They're saying he lost his money, um, all because of the words that he spewed, and you know how I see it. I feel like that's the consequences of the action. That's a community coming together to um, 
I don't know, man. I don't know. How do you? I don't know. So that's what happened. That's what happened, and that's how we got to where we're at right now. And he's still. He's not. There's no chance of flowing down for him right now. You know. Um. I kind of have a really interesting take on it, right? Mm-hmm. Because Kanye West doesn't always do a lot of interviews. Like he's not a more so now, but in the past, like he wasn't a very like heavy influent interview type guy. You just catch him on sound bites. Yeah, you know. Okay, you know now he's coming out for more and more interviews. You know, more so after he divorced his wife. Yeah. Um. When when you're when you're interviewing Kanye West, right? You you should understand like who you're talking to. Yeah. <laughs> and it it's in, and that's not me condoning any actions, right? But it's just you're gonna put and I'm I'm referring to drink champs right now, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The drink champs interview. You're gonna put weed and alcohol in front of Kanye West and live stream it. I've never seen a live stream. I've now I've watched a few Drink Champs episodes. I've never seen one live stream. Mm-hmm. Was that the first one that was ever live streamed? No, probably not. I'm not sure. I don't pay attention to it like that. I oh. watched the recap and everything. Okay, well, yeah. Okay, so it's live stream, and I'm and I'm watching. I'm like, now we know Kanye to say you know the most outlandish stuff, presumably sober. And like you put, you give. Him a microphone with, you know, alcohol and weed in front of him. So it, that 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 struck me as odd, and then what also struck me as odd was, you know, before the interview, you know, Noriega was like, or Nori, you know, Noriega was like, yo, this is gonna be the best drink champs interview ever. I'm sitting on everything, whatever it says, and then you know, once he actually said what he said, you know, he went on like an apology tour, you know, the day afterward. So that also struck me as weird because was it just like from a strategic standpoint to Kanye go in there and say outlandish things on purpose, you know, to upset people and get out of whatever deals he's in because he knew that would be the reaction or was he genuinely being disrespectful and ignorant and rude to a community or, you know, was this all a setup to frame Kanye, you know, from people inside. So there's a lot of different things that, you know, have been swirling around in, you know, the media and it, it's it's interesting to see how things are unfolding because this is an overlap of like culture now, you know, a, a prominent figure, you know, who says who's known to say outlandish stuff, but still, you know, this is the the most backlash we've seen at a, you know a figure like him in a very long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. You know what I mean? Because it's like Me neither. It's kind of weird. It's kind. Of, it's kind of weird. I would say it's kind of weird because it's like, um, although yeah, he made those comments. They're, they're crazy, mm-hmm. but we we see, and it's not even comparing. You don't even have to compare. But it's a lot of other people that do a lot of other or say a lot of other crazy things to a certain different communities, mm-hmm. and they don't face as nearly as the backlash that he has. I will say that was very strange to me. That's what I did find crazy. Mm. Um, like. I've been seeing a lot of people who are like, yeah, don't compare. But it's like if somebody comes out and and go crazy and goes on a racist rant, he's not going to face as nearly as bad of a backlash from anybody. No. So I found that kind of weird. I kind of – because 
we don't. I don't even need to play the race card. If it was a, it was a white guy, he just made these crazy racial remarks about black people. He would not face the same criticism. I would. And then, so. and then people try. I've seen everybody argument. Everybody argument was like, "Yo, well, what's his name? Sterling. Sterling had to sell his team. That's not. I don't see that as. Uh, that's not a, like a penalty. He didn't get like." He didn't, he didn't lose nothing. He actually gained money. He gained more money from selling the team. And then the other guy, the Arizona coach, made some racist remarks, right? Mm-hmm. What did he have to do? Suspension, then they forced him to sell the team. Mm-hmm. And he still didn't sell the team whole because he's still a share owner of the mm-hmm. team. So he didn't lose. He just had to sell majority ownership. He just had to share majority ownership. So he didn't lose anything. If anything, he's just making money, more money. It's just less than more money. Just less than more money, and he still cooperates and works with the NBA. But I, I posted something. You know, I didn't really say anything about it. Like, this is the like first time. You yeah. Know. But I, the one thing I did post, you know, on social media, I was like, I, I really hope, you know, our people especially, you know, go this hard when there's things that are anti-black that are, you know, spread. Because... I'm on Twitter now, mind you. Twitter's on fire, yeah, on fire, you know. And I, and I'm just scrolling through and reading comments and reading and seeing what's going on. And you know, a lot of people were like, Foot Locker came out and said, "We're not even having Yeezys in our stores." I thought, "Yeah, bro, I ain't never see a pair of goddamn Yeezys in a." I said the same thing. People told me they was all in my messages saying, "Yo, it is the Yeezys." There's no there. Yeezys in no Foot Locker. And I said bro. somebody that worked there actually reached out to me and said, "Yo, we sell them," and I'm like. Maybe to where you're at, but I have never seen a pair of Yeezys inside of a Foot Locker association. I have never seen it at any of the franchises I've ever been to on my 25 years of life. Now, mind you, we're from the fifth largest city in the country, and we travel. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And we travel. And I've never, not even in the house of hoop section no. that's connected. There's that's no all sneakers. fucking Yeezys. They'll have Giannis Antetokounmpo sneakers before Yeezys. Or some Zions. Yeah, exactly. Like, come on, bro. And and that's the thing that bothered me, right? And I'm, I'm that's the real thing that bothered me, because it's so many times where we see, you know, whether it's rightfully so or not, like you said, you said it perfectly, that regardless of his freedom of speech, every word you say has a consequence. Mm-hmm. Now, that can be good or that could be condemning, but there's a consequence, right? Yeah. But what, what, what slays me, you know, is when you'll have people from a different ethnic background come out and say things, it's like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. No, I, who cares? Like, oh, he said what he said. And I'm just like, what? You got to keep that same trajectory, the same way you get up there and you say, I stand. It's, uh, okay, that's fine. Well, make sure you stand in solidarity with everybody else that's wrong when other people say everything else. Yeah. That's the real kicker. You can't just stand in solidarity with one group of people that's in solidarity with all That's what people. I'm saying. You have to. If, if you know, it's, it's so crazy to me. It's like there's a lot of performative activism going on. Incredibly, incredible it, performative and activism. It's, and it's kind of strange to me because they don't have this kind of energy for anything else no. except for this issue right here, right? Mm-mm. Where he said where he said words, right? Mm-hmm. But some people are actively doing harmful things to certain communities that they're not chastised mm-hmm. as nearly as he has been. You know what I mean? And this is not even defending him, but this is just crazy how we should keep the same energy when everything is happening. You know, you know what's something you can even tie that to? Mm-hmm. The whole news, even though whether he was convicted or not, you know, the news, because Kanye West wasn't convicted of anything, you yeah. know, so the news was with the whole Brett Favre thing. 
right? You would try to tell people what it is. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean? That's 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 a possible, you know, that needs more attention simply because of that's people's money that he literally you know, the opposite of Robin Hood. He literally robbed from the poor and gave to the wealthy. The, that's a villain. That's a villain. That's actually attacking a certain type of people, mm-hmm. a minority group. Mm-hmm. Literally, mm-hmm. in the poorest city of one of the poorest cities in America, for real, if not the poorest. Truly, 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 and and it's crazy, and it's crazy. Even with the Jizzly Maxwell trial, right? No type of conversation, no type of attention, no type of attention. But that was huge, yeah. And nobody just like, oh, that's too complicated. I don't want to. But this is easy, you know, to just point and say, "Boo that person," or yeah. "That person sucks," or it's easy to do that. And that's my problem when. Things are so easy to do. Yeah, it's easy to point the wrong. It's easy to say the person wrong. But what's going to happen after that? Exactly. A lot of performative activism. Did you see Goodwill? No. That's the latest to say they won't be selling any type of or buying any type of Kanye West merchandise. When does it? Goodwill. Goodwill. Who is giving that Yeezys to Goodwill? People are coming out. I just and restore them, bro. Exactly. People are coming out their arms to say, "Yo, we're not working with Kanye West." I've seen multiple celebrities that I don't even care about. What's the Mexican? Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Foley. What are you doing? He said, "I'm against anti-Semitism. If you're a, if you're with it, then unfollow me." Mick Foley. You don't even know what's going on in the world right now. You're just mad. Yeah. What's the dude from Machete? Whoever his, you know who. who oh, who you talking you about? Get, what do you say, bro? He basically was like, "Yeah, I'm against. I stand with the Jewish community, and I'm against anti-Semitism." You, you the nigga that play machete? You be chopping? Ma- what right. do you have to do with this situation at all? Talk. It's okay that you can say that you stand in solidarity with a certain group of people, but, bro, it's. I'm pretty sure you have celebrity friends that. Have a strong dislike for a certain group of people, which is black, and you don't say, "Yo, I stand with the black community." No, you have never seen it. Nope, nope. The same people that say they stand for one community when they see two black men walk on the street, walk on the opposite side of the street. So my thing is this, right? Okay, I hear that, and then my problem is what really burns me up is that you know it's our community, especially, are so just quick. You know, to cancel to, one another, just yeah. cancel each other, forget mm-hmm. one another, to cancel each other, yeah. and it's just like, yo. Why? <laughs> like, it, it's not funny, but it's not funny, but it's funny, you know, because it's just how how can you do that? And I, I never I never understood it. Like. To, to your point, you, you just. <sighs> man, It's a lot, man. It's a lot of weird shit going on. And it's kind of strange. A lot of people are like, yeah, he deserved everything he gets. You know, he'd be speaking crazy. You know, he said slavery was a choice, X, Y, Z. Yeah, it was no outrage when he said slavery was a choice. Bro, I don't understand why. If if y'all cared about a certain community, like how y'all did that community, they all be like, yo, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. You need to get, you know. I stand with the black community. I stand with the black community that Kanye West said that. Because it's funny, right? Because mm-hmm. just to your point, when, when he said slavery was a choice, he didn't lose a brand deal. No. In fact, he became a billionaire. Yeah. You know, but whereas Adidas is like, yo, we about to, we got to chastise you, we got to give you a penal, we got to penalize you. You can't say something that hurt our brand. Like that. Yeah, it doesn't hurt the brand. Anything that hurts the brand or hurt the pockets, they're going to condemn. Which is insane. Yeah, you know, and and that, and that's why I always, I truly wonder is, you know, we can have you know billionaires and millionaires and all that type of stuff, but who is the real you know individual behind the curtain? Yeah. 
what is going on that it is just such like a, a different like paradigm shift almost between you know different cultures with all like the infighting and all that type of stuff like how can you really progress like when you think about 200 years into the future right mm-hmm. how are we going to look 200 years into the future mm. we're not going to be here to see it yeah but if you could if you could put a pinpoint on it how would we as a society look 200 years into the future no clue i really can't you can't i can't pinpoint it right now Depends on the trajectory of everything going right now. The world can change by next year. We don't know. I don't know, man. Because when I think, especially like of America, when I think of America, particularly, you know, when you think of trajectory, it's you start at a, at one point and you go straight up. Mm-hmm. When I think of, of America sometimes, it's more so you start at one point and you just go like east to west. Yeah. You know, so there's like so much in between. And, you know, again, with all the infighting and with all like. Just the variations of. Of not even individuals, man, just like the the variations of opinions and how those impacts, those interests and in opinions like impact everyday life. Mm-hmm. How will especially America look in 200 years? Will we still be will we still be having these conversations about what's anti this or what's anti that? Like what how are we gonna progress? Like what does progression look like in two hundred years for like America? Cause it ain't getting better. No, it's not. It's just it's stagnant right now. Like society is like extremely stagnant. Especially with the systems in place that we have. Hmm. So as long as it that's there, the chain will never be broken. That's how I see it. Um, as long as it's okay to offend one group and not the other, we'll always be stagnant. We need to hold everybody accountable hmm. to the same standard. What was that what would that look like? You know, we when, when you think about it, right? Mm-hmm. I don't feel like especially in America every group has always been held accountable. Exactly. And that's clear. Mm-hmm. So there's an old statement that says you can't bend an old tree. America's almost 400 years old. Come twenty, come 2100, not even in our goal, halfway to our goal, America will be 400 years old, right? How do you break that down so by the time 2100 comes, we can actually start making process, progress? Mm. How? Rhetorical question. It is. Because I feel almost as like, you know, we're regressing. Mm. You know? I feel like I feel like we're regressing. And granted, we're making strides socially, I would say. But every time there is something that can possibly change, you know, our way of life is more so that greed you know, and industrialism, not to sound really like liberal, but reading industrialism really hinders and stifles our progression. You know, it's like when you're the bully on the playground and you want somebody's candy, you're going to take the candy, right? Because you want want some candy. Mm -hmm. But what happens when the bigger bully comes? The bigger bully is the smaller bully and everybody just follows the bigger bully. 
Yeah. You know? So, and that's why it's strange because we clearly see what assault rifles do to people, whether, you know, they have them or they don't have them. We clearly see what opioids do to people. You know, we clearly see, you know, what homelessness does to people. We clearly see how the lack of, you know, paying people a fair wage does to people. But yet, we have an NRA. <laughs> we have, you know, Big Pharma. We have unfair and equal housing. Unequal housing, excuse me. And all these things set in place where people make so much money at a top-heavy cap where how can you regress? I mean, how can you progress? Mm-hmm. How? If y'all didn't watch that Joe Rogan episode, there's a Joe Rogan episode is by a guy. So really is he he was a pharmaceutical salesman. He was a, he was selling Viac uh Cialis when it first came out, right? He started talking about, you know, how insurances operate and he was talking about how, you know, medical sales, you know, impacts doctors. He was saying like, yo, there could be a better product on the market, but if that doctor has a relationship with their pharmaceutical a pharmaceutical salesman, or salesperson, and they're not selling that product, that product won't be offered to their patients. Mm. It could possibly change that patient's life. And more times often than not, you know, there are medicine or medical treatments and procedures out there that, you know, benefit the person. But the thing is, when you think about insurance, it's because everybody in the world needs insurance, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, everybody needs insurance. If you have a a grave illness, and here's a medicine, the medicine costs, let's say the medicine costs about $4,000, and then after you take that medicine, you're cured. Okay, you know, human, you know, job well done morally. But when you think about it, insurance is like, wait a minute, that one medicine costs four thousand dollars when over 10 years I can have this person take this medication and it can possibly work in the same amount of time while I'm while they're paying me a monthly subscription. Cool. And I'm taking out of their check every two weeks. You know, so. It's, it's, it's really tough to understand when I talk about progression. You can't progress when you have that level of greed in your society. Certain people with certain different powers in place will stop a progression is what you're saying. That's how I see it. That's exactly what I'm saying, but I wanted to map it out. Yeah, certain systems in place that's going to stop a progression because progression means they'll have a no longer need for that. No. And they want to continue to be greedy while they're on this, this earth. The same way how we was talking last week about a universal currency, right? Mm-hmm. The same way we were talking about it last week. If you have a universal currency, all those people at the Federal Reserve Bank, they're all going to lose their jobs. Non-existent, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Their, their expertise, where there's somebody there probably for 37 years. Now what? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that the banks don't want that. The banks lean on the governments because, you know, they have a relationship. And then they say, hey, we don't want Bitcoin to be a centralized form of currency. Yeah, we can't control it. You know, We don't want one cancer treatment to cure everything. We just want to, you know, give people a thousand pills a day and tell them it works. That's not how that's not how. No, because it, it pays the pockets and it lines the pockets of insurance companies, mm-hmm. you know, and pharmaceutical companies and pharmaceutical salespeople. You know, it lines their pockets. So why would they? Somebody told me one time that people, you know sometimes getting the power to change, but it's a very few amount of people. A lot of them do it because they're a popular and they'll know for a fact that with the level of their popularity, they'll be able to keep a job. Mm. So you're not going to lose that job when you come unpopular, right? You become unpopular. People won't vote for you. And now they look, there's your family. 
You know, there's the food off your family's table. So what do you do? You vote for stuff that your constituents, you know, even though it may suck, you know, they that's what they want to keep you to keep your job. Mm-hmm. So if that's just one person, imagine imagine a profession of people that will do what they can to keep their job. Doesn't mean it's the benefit of the country, benefit of the person, it's the benefit of your pocket. Every time. Why do you go to work? Money. Not because you like it. No. Not because you like the people. That may be a byproduct, but if somebody else paid you more money, you leave that job regardless of the mm-hmm. people, right? Yep. It's about putting money in your pocket. It's about feeding your family, feeding yourself. Same thing with the company. If they don't like the work that you're putting out or manufacturing, they're going to get somebody that can do it better than you because it brings in more money. They don't give the whole company one paycheck and tell them to split it. Nope. They pay you, 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 and you. Y'all all don't get a set rate. Somebody may have came in on 50000 Somebody may have came in on 42000 mm-hmm. Doing the same job. Same exact job. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> and that's why, like, even with sales jobs, how they dangle the fact that, you know, you can get fired every quarter if you don't produce. You know, that creates unfair practice sometimes. Because, mm-hmm. like, yo, I got to fudge this. I got to do that to make, to keep my job. to feel, I'm going to do whatever to, to keep my job. Mm-hmm. You know, p- if you think that happens just on a low level sales floor, you know, that happens in high levels of the world. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I, whatever I can to keep my job because this job pays me a lot of money. What? Hey. And, and, man, listen. We're about to make a Patreon episode. Kanye West, man. Hopefully you got some people in your tr- corner that you could trust, man. That's all I can say. Because it's about to be real, real shocky. Yes. Real rocky. Yeah. Just got some people in your corner that you trust, man. That's all. Um, you need a strong black woman. Yeah. You know, Kanye West needs a strong black woman. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to hold him at night. <laughs> Tell him it's okay. Because yep. he's not getting told it's okay enough. Nope. Boy. I'll hug Kanye West. Yeah, me too. I'll hug him. I'll hug him. Not because I love him, but because I, you know. I'm empathetic. And, uh, yeah, so to lead into that, uh, to lead in progression, um, you see uh, in social media, big things are coming. Well, big things have started already, if you consider it for the good or bad of immunity. Uh, Twitter has been bought by Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like this all ties in together perfectly. Because, you know, he believes in, I would say he believes in freedom of speech and he wants, he wants Twitter to become, uh, he said like a town square for the people to all have their opinions and either good or bad to be, uh, to be heard because that's what we believe it should be. Um, so we may see a forthcoming of the people that everybody hates for their opinions. You may see them come back and spew the same rhetoric that they have, good or bad. See division, see a split. Um, so uh, I'm anticipating it. I feel like it would be great because it's it's hilarious. I find it hilarious because let's be honest the the app was overrun by a certain group of individuals and bots and bots that wanted uh, a certain message being portrayed. For certain people to hear, some people and some voices were oppressed. I will say that 
you don't see a lot of, and I'm, I'm a fair person. You don't see a lot of red on Twitter. You see more so blue. I feel like there's there, there's corridors for the red. Yeah, but, but you never. It, it's blue. It, blue a hundred. Like I'll I'll give it blue. Eighty percent of the time, but those red corners is red. Yeah, those Damn. red corners is red, and it's deep, and it's hard to. I don't. You don't go looking for them, but usually you'll see more blue come up in the advertisements, and you'll see more blue come up in viral tweets. Yeah, and and trending. Yeah, that's more, true. Way more than red. Like you'll rarely see conservative. No, I don't see conservative. Like I don't see feed con, con, conservative, conservative feed. feed yeah. yeah, I don't see conservative feed. And that was the. Reason in the creation behind Parlor, literally, yes. it was supposed to be a conservative um, social networking for you know the red, and that didn't do well because it's like you can't go against because it'll be just it'll just be discourse between conservatives and it'll just be a lot of hate speech. It'll honestly. be a lot of yeah, I, I guess yeah for some people that's a crazy statement. It ain't just hate speech over there. No, no, I'm saying, bro, I I, I downloaded Parlor to see what it was and like when in, in no, but it, was, it got overrun by trolls though. So. Yeah, it was a lot of trolls. Yeah, it was a lot of trolls and nudity from Twitter. Literally, that's all it was. So the app didn't do well. Then Kanye West purchased it for to get his reason. message out. I don't know. And then Elon Musk acquired Twitter. And he's making rules and changes uh, where you can say fired whatever you want. Too. Hmm? Yeah, he did. He fired majority of the staff. Yeah. The ones that banned Trump off of Twitter for saying what he was saying, mm-hmm. which I feel like was unfair and unjust. You know what I mean? You I know, feel like the banning was un- unfair. And this is and this is when, you know, talking about progression again, right? Because it's mm-hmm. like if you have a space, you know, for free speech to be posted. Now, whether there's like a filter group, you know, that filters stuff and checks it out or whatever, you know, fine. If it's in the, you know, terms and conditions, if you signed up for it, whatever, you know, read the terms and conditions, folks. But anyway, you, you can't ban an account because you don't like what they're saying. You can't do it. You you can't do it. I don't care, you know, who it is. You can't ban someone's account just because a large group of people don't like what they're saying. You can't do it. Yeah. You can't do it because there's a lot of people, you know, there's a group of people that don't like what majority is being shown on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You're not going to ban those accounts. No. So you have to keep it. You have to keep it indifferent imperative. You have to. So and that's and, you know, it's limitations. We all know it's limitations to free speech. A lot of people misconstrue the word free speech. You know what I mean? You can't say in the movie theater, you can't say it's a fire. You can't say like, "Oh my God, he has a gun," and there's nobody with a gun there. You can't say stuff like that. Can't say bomb in an airport. Yeah, you can't say bomb in an airport. So it is limitations to free speech, but and also, I it's like it's like a weird parallel for me because you know one of the amendments, you know, a business, you know, they can do whatever they want with their company. It's a private company, so they can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. But if your so-called thing was supposed to be like a journal where people can get their words out or voices heard. And you silence people for doing that, then I feel like it's unfair. Even though you're a private company, you can do whatever you want. But that's why Elon Musk acquired it, so he can make it truly that. Mm-hmm. So you can truly say what you want. Um, and someone asked me, which is a good question: If is is there a good side and a bad side to him purchasing it? Yes, I believe so. And I feel like yes, it is. It will be a good side and bad side to anything, though. So I don't think. No, I definitely you know, because I, it's like the internet. No, I, I definitely believe there's a bad side to it. Definitely. But it's just the internet. 
No. Because Google is a good side and bad side to all the information that we receive. Yes or no? It'll be bad side. It'll be bad people spewing bad shit like they do. And it'll be good people spewing good shit. And that's what the difference is. You can find whatever you want. No. That's a different discourse. No, because Google usually, I mean, you know, unless I don't know about it, there's no, there's no home there's no home feed for google everything that you search on google whether it's good or bad is what you're searching yeah, as a person but, but that's that's what he said though he said that that you'll be able to find like you can be a part of any community you want that's the changes that's coming so you can see whatever you want you're not going to see like a nigga saying a hard r on your timeline if you don't want to see it that's what you're saying he'll be you'll be able to filter things that you would like to see and and that's and go back a little bit you know the statement that i kept thinking about was especially on Twitter when they were trying to ban people. It's like you can't have a space that's freedom of speech and then try to play God. Yeah, you can't. You can't do it because then it's not free speech. But you know, then thinking about it in, in like the human uh, standpoint, again, like what you said, bro. You when you live in a society, granted, you know, there's rules and there's freedom of speech. But when you live in a society, there's societal rules. That like you know aren't mentioned in the Constitution, like just how you said, like you don't say bomb in the airport. Yeah, you don't. Granted, you know you're free to say it, but that's something you shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. You know, and you you would think like adults would would believe it. You know, like you can't go into school and say you know someone's shooting. You know that can cause a lockdown. You know you can say it, but you should definitely not say it. So I don't understand, like, people love saying freedom of speech, freedom of speech, freedom of speech. Yes, but, you know, it's not it's not freedom to be stupid. It's, it's, it's freedom to say, you know, what's appropriate, almost. So maybe it's not freedom of speech, but who knows? Freedom of speech should be whatever you say. I don't really care. You, you can say, I don't even care about the societal rule thing. I don't care about it because... You have to deal with the consequences. It's a you thing. Even though you shouldn't say it, guess what? You got to deal with the repercussions. It's not fair, but hey, guess what? You should be... I would love to live in a world where you're not criticized for the things you say, but guess what? That's the world. Yeah. So freedom of speech. Hey, listen. Free to say whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Just don't be mad if somebody beat your ass about it. Or, That's yeah. the thing. Because like I said, every action has a reaction. No matter what you say, you can't, can, you can't say talk about somebody's mom and then say... Oh no, it's freedom of speech. I can say what I want. Yeah. No, this nigga's about to beat your ass now. Yeah. He's mad. His mom died. Yeah, his mom died. And now now you on the floor bloody and you're telling the police it's freedom of speech. Yeah. Look, looking like a fruit gusher. Yeah. So uh yeah. So I I believe in it. Um, people can say whatever they want. It's good, it'll be good and bad. It'll be repercussions for the people that do bad, just like it's now. It's not cool, but hey, you say the N-word hard R, you're a white person, most likely what they're going to do is cancel you, and they're going to look for your job, and then they're going to post it at your job and send it to your boss, and now you're unemployed. Yeah, It happens a lot. So that's why I said it could be bad, but if you think about it, a lot of people that do the bad, quote-unquote, has repercussions to it. I don't, but the the reason why I said that it would be bad, you know, for Twitter uh, specifically, because, again, another billionaire has control, you know, over one of the largest communication sources like in the world. And it's like, you know, we have half of the, you know, social communication services being controlled by Mark Zuckerberg. And now we have a third, you know, being controlled by another billionaire like Elon Musk. And it's just, yeah, granted, these are smart people, but, you know, 
most people, so now there's jobs that require you to be on social media for eight or nine hours a day, which is ridiculous. And I'm not too sure that I, I, I really like, you know, all the media just being controlled by random billionaires, you know. Who would you like it to be? The former billionaire was or the former owner of Twitter was a billionaire. That's a question I've been asking myself. I don't know. There's no, there's no difference because the dude Jack Dorsey was a billionaire. He's worth four point four billion before Twitter. It wasn't like uh, a group of uh, college kids that just. There came was a group of it. investors that own Twitter that owned Twitter. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just Jack Dorsey. Yeah, but he was a billionaire though, and he was the CEO of it, and he just stepped down. So it don't really matter. It's just uh, from a billionaire to a richer billionaire. People don't understand that though. People don't see that. The only I mean, difference is, is one is trying to play God, and the other one is saying, "Hey, I'm gonna let y'all say whatever y'all want." I feel I don't feel like I don't feel like that's true. I don't feel like there is an intention because, like, oh yeah, there's an nigga, you about to here. see SpaceX all over your feet. That's all. You about to see yo come get this Tesla. I don't mind that. Why? Because it's not gonna force me or propel me to buy a fucking Tesla. But you're but you're not the average individual. Yeah, and the average individual can't afford one. And if they take out a loan, guess who? That's their fault. You, it's their fault You can blame advertisement all they want But it's up to you as a consumer If you want to feed into it or not You know you can always push X Yo does this interest me No I don't want to see fucking SpaceX Every single day I don't want to see that Right But it, everything has a cost You're not going to get a platform that's 100% Quote unquote free It's a private owned company They can show you. They can choose to show you What they want to show you literally And if you don't like it you can leave, yeah. And but they were like, but it's been a lot of people in the blue I've been seeing, yeah, saying, "Yo, nobody leave." But it was a lot of people. You know who? You know what struck me? What Duolingo? Speaking of that, you know Duolingo the app, yeah. Duolingo the app tweeted, "Yeah, I'm off of Twitter since Elon Musk bought it." And I'm like, "Yo, you're a language app. What do you have to do with anything that's going on right now?" <laughs> And I was like, yo, that's another form of performative activism. Every time. You don't have to see. I mean, but they did a good job because, like, all right, if you don't want to see it, guess what? Leave. Leave. But guess what? You're going to go to another site where other billionaires control mm-hmm. what you see. So it's like you damned if you do, damned, damned if, if you, you don't. don't. And that's, you know, we have, we're so heavily dependent on social media now as a society. You're going to cut your marketing simply because Elon Musk owns it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's going to affect you the way you think it's going to affect you. It's only yeah. affecting you because the name behind it. Mm-hmm. That's literally all it is. And truth be told, if you log out of Twitter, there's billions of Twitter users. We prob- I promise you we won't miss you. The, I, Duolingo, i never seen a tweet from you. I'm not even pro Elon Musk. I'm just saying. I've never seen a tweet from Duolingo. Never. I've never seen Como Estad. I don't. (laughs) It's like I'm going to Tumblr. Tumblr, a failing social media company? Probably not failing. I don't know. It's a journal, but nobody uses it no more. It's a sketchy, edgy kids. Yeah, I don't don't know about Tumblr. It's probably a niche market for it. Yeah. Twitter, man, hey, listen, I'm proud. I'm happy for it. I know it's going to be a lot of crazy shit. Did you see that the. Uh, hard R. They was testing it. They were testing it. Yeah, it went up five hundred percent. The word really on Twitter. Yeah, after it was used. But of course, but you got to remember that these are pr- majority trolls. Yeah, majority trolls follow Elon Musk because he likes, I guess, corny jokes. He likes making corny jokes. He yeah. has a large following of little white boys that love memes. Tallahassee that loves memes. Yeah, because of Dogecoin. Yeah. So you're going to see nothing but that. These people don't have. They're not extensively thinking. They're no. not thinking. No, not at all. So it's like, 
Bro, they're kids. They're literally kids. The N-word went up 500% on Twitter, the word, with the hard R. You got you to gotta think, like, Twitter is almost like surface-level Reddit. Yes. You know what I mean? And it's just, like, more popular, you know, I would say amongst, like, the general population of folks, I would say, I would say that. more accessible almost. And, you know, it is... Man, listen. A lot of people don't understand forms. They don't understand how forms work. Because nobody's really taught how to read forms, though. Yeah. That's not a, that's not a learned Brother statement. still is the number one form. And yeah. then you got Reese's as 4chan. 4chan, that's where all the... Uh, all the ter- the domestic terrorists come together and they just start planning shootings and stuff like that. Mm. That's how they were able to um, catch the white kid that shut up the church because he was four uh, chan. Yeah, they all. They oh, because he left. For- he put his diary up there, right? Yeah, they all talk about it. Yeah, they all talk about four chan. Four chan is one of the most racist sites you ever been on. Literally, um, a lot of the well known, most infamous scammers from four chan. Or on there from the dark web. They all on 4chan, man. Under an anonymous name, of course. But um VPN. Twitter. But Twitter, man, listen, we're gonna see what happens. We're gonna see the changes that he make. I'm happy about this change because, you know, there's a lot of people that got suspended or their voice suppressed for reasons they didn't have to, like me. Actually I deserved it. I'm not gonna lie. I said <laughs> something crazy. But I'm happy for the people that are getting their rights to speak. You know what I mean? Just because you Somebody said something that you don't like and it caused a boo-boo in your heart doesn't mean they deserve to have their voice suppressed. Mm-hmm. You can just avoid them. That's literally all it is. I would just like there to be more more clarifying laws on what it takes to get an account suspended. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get them now, but then it could be anything. You can you can report anything that's against you, like, like this person is impersonating me or this person is offending me, and it's up to Twitter to decide if that was hurtful to you and this is a Twitter community. I mean, if Elon Musk wants to create jobs, you can, you know, create a Twitter court. Yeah. That would be cool. I'm pretty sure that's the thing. A Twitter court? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the thing. It definitely should be. Because there's a whole section. They, they fired those people. Those are people that got Trump suspended. No, like, if you want to get your account back, you can appeal, like, yeah, you can via appeal. Twitter court. Yeah, you can appeal it. Yeah. And they'll let you know, and they'll talk to you via email. I remember I got my account suspended, and all I said was, you know, we need to pay more attention to Greenwood. Like, we need to really learn from that. And then my account got suspended. And it was suspended for, I want to say, like, nine months. And then randomly, one day, I just I just signed, tried to sign it, and it just worked. And I was like, wow, my account came back. And I, I really don't understand why I was suspended for that, even to this day. People pay attention. That's one thing I, I'm starting to notice. People that you never came across in your life will pay attention to everything you do. Yes. And you'll never know. And you'll never know. Never I've know. learned that the, the hard <laughs> way. I've learned that the hard way. Yeah, I would say so. But, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, it's, it's going to be a lot of good, good shit and a lot of bad shit that's going to be happening. But the thing is, I think it's already a lot of bad shit on there, but it's like there, it's suppressed. It's not being seen that much. So now it's going to be seen. And now there's going to be more drama and more, I guess, a separation. But I'm pretty sure that's how that's how society works. It's always a separation, though. So do you feel like Twitter should have an age limit after this? Uh, It does already. You got to be 17 plus. You can't be 14 on Twitter. Really? And yeah. Yeah. You gotta be, I think it's like a 17 plus app. Really? Yeah. That's why I lied about my age back then. Come on, man. I'm going to say I had a Twitter since I was in like seventh grade. Hold on, I can check right now. I don't, I, I think it's for seven plus. No, 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 no. Let's see. All we gotta do is go to. It's live, by the way. 
All we gotta do is go to the app store. Yep. And just click it. Go to Twitter. Cause I joined twelve years ago. Joined Twitter twelve years ago. Wow. What is it? I was right. Seventeen plus. I yeah, was seventeen. You have plus. to be seventeen plus in order to be on Twitter. By the way, our podcast has better ratings than Twitter. Just letting you know. Yeah, which is cool. Um, but yeah, now there's no more narratives of what you can see or what you can't see. I do like that a lot. There's a lot of big articles that come up. You know, the media, quote unquote, controls it. I'm pretty sure it's another media controlling it now, but. I guess he's leveling the playing field. That was his end goal. So we're going to see how he tries to execute that. And if he executed perfectly, I feel like it would be great. You know, with the with the advancement of technology, we, we really have to start paying attention to, like, how media is presented to us. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you know, media is to do, you know, I would say two things majority. It's to entertain you and to persuade you. Yeah. You know, so you really have to, be mindful of it, how you're being entertained and how you're being persuaded, mm-hmm. you know, which is kind of why I deleted Snapchat because, you know, I would, I would like some of the articles on Snapchat and then there's like 17,000 ads and you know, like when it's election season, that's the only ad you're going to see is election ads. And, you know, you're going to, whenever whatever type of season is, that's the ad you're going to see it. I'm like, this is not, I don't like that. So I deleted Snapchat, you know, it, it's, it's very important to understand what's being put in front of you. And what you're watching, because you're going to, we are, we already did it before. We've done it on this podcast multiple times. If you see something more than enough times, it's going to be embedded involuntarily in your brain. Watch this. Hey, Dove. Yo. Is my bird the best? Boy, I guess. Come on. Hey, Dove. Hmm? Unclaimed diamonds? I don't know. I don't remember that one. I claim mine. Yeah, I don't remember that one. That was public television. That joint was crazy. So I, I I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it'll definitely be a lot of advertisements because you got to make up the money, but we'll see the advertisements that's chosen to present to us. We'll see the articles that's going to be on our feed. You know what I mean? And it's a, it's a big group of people out there that don't prefer Twitter. They prefer Instagram, which is 100 times worse, which I would say. Um, like the app itself? Yes. Indeed, they prefer Instagram over yeah. Twitter because... Remember, Twitter, you have to have to actually say something to be interested. Instagram, you just have to post your picture. And that's the that's the worst thing right there because you'll spend more time. I feel like it's all a waste, but some, one is more valuable than the other. Because I can learn something off Twitter. Yeah. I don't think I'm learning much off Instagram, especially no. on my timeline. I'm seeing a bunch of pointless cooking videos. And butts. Yeah, and butts. Butt shaking and women that all look alike. Yep. Literally. And dudes that dress, dress the same, mm-hmm. look the same, mm-hmm. act the same, carry the same characteristics they learn from TikTok. So same six sound bites, and that's all you see, and you just see it, and that's all you see, and it's repetitive, and it keeps coming down, and that's why those people are not on other social media platforms because they don't have anything else worth. Like I'm not like it's you have to gain some type of attention in order to be interested on Twitter. Listen, there's a reason why the Twitter camera on the app always sucked because mm-hmm. the app's really not meant for you to take pictures. Yeah, nobody cares. No, nobody cares about your selfie. You know what I mean? Like truth be told, Twitter will really humble you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially it'll humble the the best. It'll it literally humble. That's why I love it so much mm-hmm. because you can have this 
great opinion, and everybody on Instagram will agree with it. Yep. And then you have that same opinion on Twitter, and boy, you are about to go down. Somebody with 30 followers can just violate you. Violate you, you and then your career is over on social media, Packed. on Twitter. And that's why a lot of people don't like it. You know, a lot of quote unquote influencers from Instagram don't like it because you have to have you have to say something at least interesting to keep people's attention. And then attention. people can also freely comment on the fake shit. Yeah. Like, like you know what I mean? Yo, people will analyze. People sit there, they take time out of their day to analyze pictures to see if you Photoshop. With them. a cup of coffee in the hand. That's all they do. Little white boy in Wisconsin. <laughs> little white boy, little belly, he's just gonna scroll and see if you photoshop those images of your ass. Yep. And it's the most pleasuring thing I've ever seen. Unemployed activity and I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's so funny. And that's why I feel like Twitter never really got off the ground with that downvote button. Mm-hmm. You know, that would have been interesting. But I, I love when, you know, people get on Twitter from like other apps and go and on there. And somebody or not. Oh, man. Boy. That's my, my favorite. That's my, my favorite genre. Boy. Because, all right, you can be the man on Instagram, but that's when fine. it comes to Twitter, I'm the king now. Yeah. I'm the king. I'm now. the captain I'm of the, the ship. I'm the captain of the ship. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard to navigate. It's, it's a hard thing. It's hard to navigate because, like, you have to understand there's a community within itself. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Instagram, I, what I consider Instagram a community, no, it's just a group of people that's trying to achieve one goal. Instagram is. You can market off it. You can make money. It's good yeah. marketing. I will say that. Instagram is just literally a bunch of mirrors pushed up against each other. That's all it is. Where Twitter is more so a book, and mm-hmm. people love to read. Yeah. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. The one thing I, I never forget, I was infatuated with, like, FDA threads. Mm-hmm. And, like, there was something that I found on Twitter, and I didn't do my research, and he was right, where the, there's a reason why if you if you cook, you know, or you eat food, you always will know that you have to over-season chicken. Mm-hmm. All the time, where you can make a steak, boom, a little steak seasoning, a little parsley, it's a banging-ass steak, you know what I mean? You can't do that with chicken. And I learned why, and it's because, like, there were all, you know, Tyson, Purdue, all those major chicken companies, they were in competition to find, you know, how to breed the fastest chicken. Yeah. So they were doing a bunch of inbreed crossbreeding with the chickens. And, like, we used to eat chickens that are around, like, nine months old. We're eating chickens at around three weeks old. Mm -hmm. So that's why the flavor is so bad. And I was like, oh, shit, like, that's, you know, I saw that, like, four in the morning, and I saved it, woke up to my research, and I was like, wow, like, this thread just taught me something crazy, mm-hmm. and I love it. I really love it. Yeah, man, I don't know. I feel like one is a bigger time waste than the other. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, the biggest one is TikTok, because I don't, I don't, I have the app, but I don't really get on it unless somebody sends me something, but... People, it's a lot. You want to talk about misinformation? There's a lot of misinformation on TikTok. I don't think there's any information on TikTok. Yeah, me neither. But people will say something to try to teach you about something, and then somebody on Twitter or somebody on Instagram would debunk that whole thing that they said. You know, and and maybe it's just me being, like, in my mid-20s at this point. Mm -hmm. If you only got, you know, besides, like, the verified people, if you only got, like, 30 seconds to say something, you can't put all the facts in 30 seconds. Yeah, you can. So you're going to get debunked anywhere. You know, and and, tr- and, and, tr- and truth be told, like, if we're talking censorship, TikTok is the most censored platform. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't, e- I wouldn't even want my information from TikTok. Yeah, me neither. Because you're, you're getting overly filtered crap, mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly, and dances. Yeah. 
I don't dance. Yeah, me neither. It's a weird algorithm, man. It's a very weird algorithm. So it's just dances and oppression. That's all it is. That's all TikTok is: is dances, challenges, and oppressions. That's it. And food that's not good, probably. Yeah, the ASMR videos aren't even good. Yeah, I don't. I never watched one. You know what I'm saying? That's my video. I've watched it, but it has no interest to me. I don't gain nothing from it. Yeah, yeah, Um, but yeah, man. Uh, we'll see how he handles the way we perceive information now. Um, he fired everybody that was in office, which you know got to be commended. You know, I'm not pro Elon Musk, but I'm pro freedom of saying what you ever you want to say, good or bad, because I believe in prosecution as well. So, got to believe in both. Um, I mean. Damn, I don't even want to cut you off, but bro, right. the same the same thing what you said is you believe in prosecution. Yeah. Right? Okay. So what I would say to that is listen. It 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 is difficult to understand it if we all believed like that, you know, it's all right to say what you want, regardless however mm-hmm. you may feel, but remember there's a consequence. Yeah. Why are we not holding everyone to these that's same what I'm consequences? I'll, that's what we was just saying the whole time, even about the Kanye West thing. But I'm just saying, like, I'm, just I'm bring saying, it, bring yeah. it forward. Yeah, full, full spectrum. That's what I'm saying. But everybody doesn't think that way. So it's like I'm one person. I can't do that. Even though yeah, I care about what Kanye West said, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect my community personally. No, but it affected another community. Mm-hmm. He took it personally, and he has to deal with the consequences. Mm-hmm. Well, now, somebody you. else said something. And then another thing you said, you know, about the black community, you know, unionizing and coming together when somebody does this to black people. They can do it, but we got to think about who's the power in place, who's yep. the big power in place, yep. and do they think that it's deemed as disrespectful enough to take somebody's deal. Right. And it, it's not for them. And it's crazy. I, prime prime example, what they did to Ime Udoka. Mm. Right, and the reason this is this is why I'll say it. This was all happening amongst the Britney Griner situation, mm-hmm. as well as you know what people were calling it the racist comments from the from the son's owner. Yeah. But all of the attention was focused on the relationship that Ime Udoka had, and who was Ime Udoka? A black man that went to the NBA Finals last year mm-hmm. that wasn't predicted to. So we really have to see. Now, it was on every single media site. It was on every... Look at this black man failing at being, you know, an upstanding individual. Violating policies. Look at him. Like, let's 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 ridicule. Let's uh, mm-hmm. do everything negative to him to, to crush his thing. And on top of that, he's suspended with a year without pay. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, yo, isn't there an owner that just said something racist about black people? And he just had to step down. And he just had to step down. Yeah. There's no press. No penalty. There's no press. Mm. There's no press run about it. There's no Twitter outrage. I had to. If it wasn't for me watching it at 2 p.m., I wouldn't even have known. Never know about it. Bro, I didn't know about the Brett Favre situation until I watched um, Shannon Sharp. That literally, I, I, no one was talking about it. And that's the thing. And 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 that's and that's what killed me. It's like you know, we say we stand with people. We stand with these people. I want all of you performative Action. activists, yep. you know, to go and say, oh. I don't feel this is right to what they possibly, to what possibly going on. Cause what, what, and what the crazy part, what the NBA did, which I thought this was handled so inappropriately was they allowed information to leak mm-hmm. randomly and unlinear, like not, not linear information. Mm-hmm. Like the same thing, how they did, you know, with the Kobe Bryant situation when like, it was just a bunch 
of information, information. Oh, he everywhere. XYZ was on a plane with him too. Oh, he is. Oh, no. Blah, blah, blah. I was on a plane with him too. Oh, no. He wasn't there. The whole family was on a plane. Yeah. You know, and it's just a helicopter, whatever. And that type of stuff isn't fair, you know, mm-hmm. to because, to, again, like, it's not just being out to be put in as a headliner for clicks. These are people reacting and these people lies that you're talking about. Yeah. You know, so, you know, like you said about prosecution. Yes, okay. I feel like if something is done, like, fine, prosecution. But make sure that that is the equal level equal playing field. Playing f- that's all I everyone. ask. That's all I ask. But it's, yeah. And if you're such an activist, you know, you want to get on wherever social media site with your hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers. And they say you stand with this, you stand with that. Make sure you keep that same energy when the information is anti-black. Mm-hmm. Because how are you an African-American an, uh, activist and you don't stand for things that are anti-black? Yeah. Doesn't make sense to me. And you know what it is? I've seen somebody say it's a perfect word for this. It's called selective outrage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People are just mad at the things that everyone else was mad at at one time because they don't like a person. You're going to so get they, mad at the yep. shit that you know that's going to get you the most attention. Yep. That's all it is. I'm not going to be mad at that because nobody's going to, too many people are going to question me it. and I don't know enough about the topic to even speak on it, but I'm going to get mad because everybody's it's talking mad, about yeah. it. So it's easy for me to get my punches in. It's like getting jumped. It's like yeah. a jump versus a one-on-one. Yeah. If we're doing a one-on-one, I have to fight you. You're not going to fight a grizzly bear yeah. with your bare hands. But if it's a group of us and we got that grizzly bear jump, I'm going to stomp But on you'll it. beat up a I'll, 16-year-old. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get my stomps in. I'll get my stomps in because we are doing it. Literally, it's selective outreach. That's what I'm saying. And you can't, and that's going back to when I first asked the question. I said, and now we, we done talked about selective outrage, performative activism. We done talked about, you know, who controls media, how media is controlled, what is being showed to you, what is amusing to you. With all of that being said, do you think that America or even the world will progress in 200 years? I'm not sure. 200 years is a very short time when you look at it. It's long for us, but it's shortened for years in society. So I'm not sure. It's a difficult, it's a difficult question. Yeah. It's a difficult question. And, you know, I really want to know the answer. You know? it, it's crazy. I, I posted a tweet and it, it did pretty well. It had a lot of, a lot of engaged, but, you know, there's a certain group of people that was like, oh, this dude is just creating a narrative that doesn't need to be there. Wait, was it ratioed? Yeah, for, no, um, it blew up. On, it was in my favor. People mm. agreed with it. Mm-hmm. I basically said, um, I said, bro, I said, yo, that's fine. I said, yo, Kanye West get criticized for his words. That's perfectly fine with me, and I'm okay with that. But now let's look at the man that stole millions of dollars from poor families. Mm-hmm. What is the what is the what is penalty for him? And I tweeted that mm-hmm. everybody agreed with me. But you had a few people that weren't our that was our skin color mm-hmm. asking, "Isn't that the government's job?" It's the government's job because it's not easy, right? Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. That's all it is. Oh, that's out my pay range. Yeah. What do you mean? If it's it, the way you affect somebody and. Uh, somebody that's powerful, quote unquote, you affect them with your voice and like collectively, mm-hmm. and it has to be towards the power that supplies them money, mm-hmm. and that's how you affect them because the dollar is the most important thing to these people because they're mm-hmm. extremely greedy. Mm-hmm. We live in a capitalistic society. Every time, if you want to attack somebody, you gotta attack their pockets. Mm-hmm. So if you, it's a lot of performative activism, mind you. Is you don't. You're just saying loud things and there's nothing being done. Saying a lot of action words. But if you're going to those people, 
companies like yo XYD I don't I'm not going to support this because you have somebody that's racist on your brand they're going to hear that mm-hmm. because it affects their brand mm-hmm. and their trajectory and mm-hmm. the, the predominant people that's supporting it yep so that's the best way you want to care if if y'all really care that much about this Brad Favre situation let's say Brad Favre because this is not getting a lot of media uh, attention the way you do it is like yo I'm not supporting Wrangler jeans I'm not supporting Wrangler jeans. I'm not going to Packers games. Yeah, I'm not, no, I'm not going to Packers games. I'm not going to Wrangler's jeans. And then guess what? They're going to be have the force to do something to him. Yep. They're going to have to be forced to penalize him just to show you that, yo, we care about the people. But yeah. let's think about it. Who wears Wrangler jeans? I mean, you got Copperfit. Yeah. Does, is he sponsored by them? Yeah. But I'm saying Wrangler jeans. Yeah, Wrangler, he's how known how for many, Wrangler jeans. How many black people wear Wrangler jeans? It's not from down south. I I don't I don't can't I don't, name one. So know. I'm saying, hey man, if y'all cared that much, that's how you would do it. But it's, it's too much. There's a lot of weird shit going on, and I think it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. like, yo, we gotta hold our own people accountable. Yeah, you do, but you don't have to crucify him in front of the whole town where everybody else is looking. And what, you keep I, it in house. So you know, forget about forget about the future, right? What yeah. I what I I got another question for you. Another question. If America became in crisis mode tomorrow, who would stand with who? Like, who would, how would, how would the community, not the government, not, oh, not anybody, society. how society. would society look? What would society look like? All right, you want me to be completely honest? Uh, if you want. I mean, it's up to you. It's, it's, your no, it's no unity. It's a little, un- I don't know. It'll be, I don't even know the proper word for it anymore. Everything will be segregated, of course. Mm-hmm. People will stand with the culture they stand with, but within that culture, the people that they identify with. You know what I mean? It's like that now. Is Everything is separated. The black community, of course, you're going to have some people who's like, yo, you know, we don't need to be... We need to be together. We need. We don't need to, or we don't need to be together. We need to be with other races and coming together and then fighting the, the power that may be. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna have some people that are like, yo, we need to. They're segregated and they're with our own people. We should be with our own people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's going to be a big divide in that community. Not a lot of communities, just ours. It's going to be a big divide in that community based off the fact that some people don't want to be unified with each other because that's what some people taught. And some people want to go out, branch, and, you know, swirl. That's just what it is. Mm. Other communities would would do just well, though. You just got to learn unity. Mm-hmm. I saw. But, yeah, every, everybody else would be, it would be segregated. And it's going to have the small, the small marginalized group of people of different races. And they're going to come, they're going to be there. It's going to be like Asian, black, white. They're all going to be together. It's going to be, but that's going to be a small percentage, though. Mm-hmm. That's going to be like 1%. percent hmm you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I would think I would I would see it being extremely segregated and groups are gonna hang with each other's groups. Mm. But the community that'll have the most problem will probably be our community. That's because of things that's internalized. Because of the internalized powers. That's crazy. That's crazy. I, I definitely feel like things would be like incredibly siloed off. Mm-hmm. I really think so. And especially in crisis mode, but what I would really like to see is the nature and characteristics like with inside those separate silos mm-hmm. and like, you know, how do they keep, you know, their community afloat? You know, how do they react to their community versus others? That would be, that would be an interesting, you know, way to look like, okay, if we're in crisis mode and we can only depend on, you know, 
our our direct community mm-hmm. like how would how would that look well granted it's easier to say the more the more underprivileged communities will look bad but it's just would they look bad or their level of survival would be different yeah it would because think about it though it's some black people that lived in the suburbs that never seen a black oh a, a black another black person in their life until yeah. they get into college or something like that mm-hmm. And it's some white people that live in urban environments that's surrounded by predominantly black people mm-hmm. that have never seen other white people in their life before. So you got to take those type of people into account as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if they're like are forced to go over there, they'll be weird. They'll be outcasted. Mm-hmm. Just like how someone from the suburbs come, you know, mm-hmm. they'll be outcasted. So you just got to put stuff like that into account. You know what's crazy? Hmm? You know what's crazy? I'm sitting there thinking about well, you think of the Supreme Court, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Why do you? Why do you listen to what the Supreme Court says? Do you? Me? Yeah. No, not really. Yo, the Supreme Court, right? It doesn't have any power mm-hmm. to enforce, like you know, any. It, it doesn't have the power to. It's the only branch in government that just does its function. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's no whatever. But why do people listen to the Supreme Court? Like, why why do people follow the rules that the Supreme Court puts out in place that rights, you know, and they look over? Why, why, why do they? I don't know. I thought you answer that. It's because they trust or they believe to trust, you know, what they're doing is right. Would people in these silo communities trust each other and believe, you know, what they're doing is right? It would be, I just really want to see this play out, like, as, you know, if I could be a fly in the wall and... That would happen? Yeah, to see to see what would happen. I, I would be interested. Because hmm. nobody really has to listen to anybody. No, that's true. You don't. Like, you... You really don't, you know, but it's just, okay, you don't want to listen. Here's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, Kanye, I mean, you can say what you want, but let's believe there will be consequences. Yeah. There will be consequences. It's Red October. Yes, sir. It's Red October. Phillies, Phillies are in, uh, you know, World Series. I'm feeling good as a Philadelphian. Mm-hmm. Phillies are doing amazing. The Eagles are doing amazing. The Sixers, eh, who is that? Who are they at this point? Who are they? I don't know. They're like 10 and 1. I mean, they're like 1 and 10. That's embarrassing. No, they just won the game in Toronto. They're two. They're like 2 and 5. 2 and 4. They're 2 and 4. It's actually pathetic. That's really very pathetic. I mean, we only six games in, so, hey, I'm not going to judge the team, you know? They're talking about firing your man, Doc Rivers. Not my man's, but, yeah. Yeah. He didn't let go of that hair. Yeah. That little line he got. So, yeah, man, you know, Sixers sacrificed their season for the Phillies to win the World Series. I'm not really tripping about it. Yeah. I'm actually pretty happy about it. Yeah. Phillies came a long way. It was really bad. Yeah. It was really good, then really bad. Then really good. I mean, it's, it's, too, it's, it's too many games in baseball. It's too many games in baseball. So you can never. It's like mid, It's like beginning of the season, mid-season, end-season. It's too much going on. It's in too baseball. many chapters in baseball for yeah. me. Yeah, every year too. The diamond, and then you got those people that's like, um, 
Oh, y'all only like baseball now. I only like baseball because the team won. Duh. Uh-huh. Yeah, duh. <laughs> duh. It's, it's, a, it's my home team. Why not? Why like, not what? be a bandwagon? Yeah, I'm going to get a hat. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I have one. I'm going to get a hat. The fuck, bro? Of course I'm going to get a hat. Of course I'm going to get a jersey. Like, are you crazy? Is that not what pride is about? I don't have to know shit. About, I know about baseball, of course. I like sports. But I know how to, you hit the ball as a strikeout. Yeah. It's a ball. It's simple stuff. They call it K's, which is... is we can get into that another time, oh, which is boy. crazy. You know, boy. three K's and you out. Isn't that crazy? <sighs> a strike is a K, and three strikes you out. What's three? All right. Come on. People don't understand that. Listen, I'm thinking two or four of the huge. It's right in right your now. face. Nobody even thought about that. It's right in your K, face. K, K, K. And then you out. And then you <laughs> And then you out. That's crazy to me. I actually find that very crazy that a strike is a K. But, um... Yeah, man, of course. Of course, I'm going to root for my home team, even if I don't know anything about it. Nope. I do know about it, but even if I didn't, I still would do it. Hey, uh, yo, you know Bryce Harper's ERA two years nope. ago? Nope. Nope, don't care about it. <laughs> I just know I just know that we're in a World Series, and um, yeah, this is the only time ignorance is a bliss, and, yes. it's, and it's great, and yeah. I love it. When the home team's up, I don't care I don't where you're at. Yeah. Let's and, go. And then when we lose, I'll be mourning, sadly, just like everybody else. Yeah. Damn, man, we almost had them. Oh, if you were a Phillies fan, you get a day off of work. God yeah, damn. God damn. Ah, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, if you're a Phillies fan then, I bet you. Yeah, damn straight. I bet you. Damn straight. Wow, that's my general interest. It's and my general interest. It was out here greasing poles. Yep. People still sliding on People them. People still sliding on them. White folks, too. Man, you sliding on a grease pole. You got to have the... Strength. That's strength. <laughs> that's real strength. Oh, that's scrumph. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> Yeah, I just like seeing the city happy, man. I like seeing positivity within the city. I can't want that. I'm it's not even just the team winning. It's just the whole atmosphere of the city that you like. Bro, I'm in Dunkin' Donuts on Thursday getting a coffee. Lady comes out to me. Hey, uh, you a Phillies fan? I said, yeah. Bought me a free coffee. Yep. That's what I'm saying. And she said, "Red October, Red October." Let's Walked get it, away. Baby. Uh, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She said, Are you a Phillies fan? I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course. Coffee's on me. Okay. I was like, fuck it. hell yeah, Red October. Come on, um, Red October. Yeah. yeah. If it was November, I say Red November. Yeah. I, red November. Uh, whatever that means. Yeah. I thought it was Red July. Yeah. <laughs> thought it was Independence. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah, that's that on that. I, I watched something. It was. It's like. Doing good on Netflix right now. What you watching? A lot of people didn't like it. Well, they didn't like the ending. You asked about it before a show. I'm going to just say it's The Watcher. Okay. You can watch it if you want, but it's all based off a true story. So um, it's about a family in New Jersey. Really? Yeah, it's about a family in New Jersey. How many episodes? Strange Neighbors. Seven episodes. Okay. And they have, no, actually, hold on. Um, it's about a, It's about a family moving into this house in New Jersey. I don't think it's far from us. Really? Yeah. Pro- I don't know. Maybe maybe North. Uh, actually, it is. Was it Eggleton? It's in North Jersey. No, it's in North Jersey. Oh. Still not that far from us, but mm-hmm. um, close to home. So it's this little town. Oh, it is seven. So it's about this little town in New Jersey, and they never had. They have the lowest crime. They have, like, the lowest crime rate in America or something like that. Wow. It's almost non-existent. And um, they move into this new house. And this new family, they're coming from New York. So you know what type of family it is. You know mm-hmm. what type of nuclear family it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, the neighbors are all old and they're all traditional. Let's just paint a picture. And they do a lot of crazy, creepy shit as neighbors. You like know what? You know, people have neighbors. So they've been, when they moved there, they've been receiving messages and notes 
about the family. It's like, yo, did you bring Young Blood for me or something like that? Young Blood? Yeah, Young Blood. And there's just been a lot of creepy, shocking messages that's been coming to their mouth every single day. And it's like keeping them updated on the family. Like, yo, we've been watching you and we know your kid's name. We know what you've been doing. Um, your wife is depressed and stuff like that. So it's basically like a stalker. So the family thing is a stalker. And um, so they're just trying to get to the bottom of it. It's a, it's a big mystery. And they all suspected that it's one of the neighbors doing this, so they try to do a deep investigation on the neighbors. The neighbors are going street fake their death in the show. Really? Um, yeah, she said she had cancer, but she really didn't. And then her son actually killed two old people pretending that it was their parents so they could, so he can collect the insurance money. And then they came back, and then it was it was a it's a lot of creepy shit that's going on. Oh, then they wow. found a secret safe, and I mean a secret place in the basement where the neighbors can have a, a tunnel. So the neighbors been coming. So everything's their house. like an underground con- tunnel, yeah, wow. inside of their house. And um, it's all based off true story. The true story is that, but the only difference is I didn't like they didn't act, they never lived inside the house in the real story. All the other stuff happened. Like they've been, they really have been receiving news and stuff like that. But they never moved into the house. But they never moved in the house. And they actually, it's a thing right now with them. If you are by, if you're renting the house from them and you receive a note, then you were able to uh, leave, like without paying. In real life or on the show? Real life. Still had to day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It only happened in 2014. So they give it. They give it to you. Like yo, if you receive a note from the stalker or the watcher. Because that's where it says at the end, like, the watcher, I'm watching you, you know, I'll kill you and stuff like that. Send that threatening messages to you. And they're saying your kid's name and stuff like that. Oh, wow. So, needless to say, what I think it is, because the in the end of the story, you don't never, because it's still an ongoing case. Mm-hmm. So, you never found out who really did it. So, what I think it is, and based off the information I collected and the information I gathered, gathered which is most likely true, that it's not a story. It's not a stalker. I feel like the whole neighborhood is in on it because, mind you, they're all older people, and they don't want any type of any type of what is it called industrialized or capitalistic type of family mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. into there and ruining the property value of the other houses that's near them. That's how I see it. So they're going to scare them and get all the information that they can from their neighbors. Like, oh, what's up? What's you call the name? Do conversation? Yeah. And they have bad and in- not bad intentions, but they're like, yeah, we're going to move. If the family is not fitting our mm-hmm. type of environment, then we don't want them here, so we're going to scare them away. It's a it's a way to like, you know, regulate the community. Yeah, you know, and um, I, I, again, like that was a really good explanation because now I actually am going to go home and, and probably yeah, watch it's, all it's of really them. good. It's a it's a mystery. It's a lot of things that like the real story. They was they're scared to they're not scared, but they don't want to bring it out. I guess to decrease the property value of it. Mm-hmm. But you got to look. They it have up. to sell the house. Yeah, they, yeah. I think they did sell it recently, but the the buyers, the recent buyers, were like, "Yo, if you receive a note and you rent it from us, then you're good." Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's in New Jersey. But I I I, I highly recommend it. A lot of people don't like it because it doesn't have a ending, but. Story's not over yet, but it's not over yet. It's still, literally, still ongoing. So they don't know where it came from. But yeah, it's definitely something to watch. Oh, it was. Of course, there's a lot of things that's over exaggerated, but it's like, yo, it's a great, it's a great show. I, I feel like it's a really great show. Do you feel like? Do you feel like Netflix should should do this more often? Yeah, I feel like they should do it more often. Yeah, but not. But it should have an ending to some of them. I can see why people would be mad at this ending. 
But they changed the names, and there's some things that's not real that didn't happen in here. Mm-hmm. But then again, I don't know what was real and was not because they sold the entire story to Netflix, so they could have been dramatic. Yeah, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, if yeah. you sell it, mm-hmm. do whatever you want. But they said they tried to keep it as real as possible. So if it was real as possible, then this is crazy. And the family don't want to come out and talk about it. So, so we don't know it's real or not. That makes sense. Yeah. I actually applaud Netflix, you know, based off of what you said, you know, for doing something like this, because mm-hmm. it, it's a it's it's refreshing, you know, on an app that's like, you know, is known nowadays to not really have like that's like Barack Obama. Wow. Mm-hmm. To not to really have like quality type of films and stuff like that on there. But, you know, they're doing a lot better, I would say, with branching out and creating like these more so side stories, yeah. you know, on on the service. So, like, I, I, I think this is. I think this is good. I'm definitely going to watch it. They definitely have gained a viewer, you know. On it was this. amazing. It was so good. It's so crazy, bro. I was like, it's a uh, people expected it to be like, uh, um, like a thriller or something. But I'm like, oh, this is based off a true story. But it's definitely a mystery that you want to unsolve. And I guess people wanted that closure in the end. That's why they were more mad because they mm-hmm. didn't get any closure. Mm. But it's like you're not going to get no closure from a story that's based off a true story and it has no ending. Yeah. So that's why can't close of, that. It's not even close man, in real people life. Were, people were actually very mad about it. That that brought a lot of people like, no, nah, I don't want to watch it no more. But why not? It's still top ten. That's what I'm saying. But a lot of people watered it down in their ratings because the, just because the ending. I don't think that's fair. But it, yeah, but but they don't understand that it's based off a true story. So yeah, and some stories aren't meant to be told with an ending. Yep, that's also true. So hopefully they find out who it was. I feel like. And it's so recent, 2014. And, you, and they had cameras installed, everything. They had a whole camera installed around our entire house. They, nobody came. Nobody was stalking them. The only the only thing was that somebody had to be in the basement. They seen people inside the house on camera when nobody was there because the basement had a, a locked door, like a secret passage mm. they couldn't find. And that makes you wonder sometimes, like, when you buy a house, do you really know, like, what's underneath that house? Mm-hmm. You know, because that could secrets be... secrets in the house? Yeah, for real. Like, what's going on? Like, what is this house seeing? You know? So, so the, I, I summarized it. I didn't give away too much, but I just, just know this is the most definite watch. I thoroughly enjoyed it. At first, I was like, I don't, I don't know. But then I was like, damn, this is actually really good. And then it makes you want to go do the real research on the real story that happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the only thing I didn't really like is that they didn't really live there. But hey, but everything else, man, it was, it was really good. Yeah. And the previous owners actually received the same note, so if that's why I said it had to be the neighbors. But when you watch, you can come back with your conclusion. Yeah, I'll definitely have that seven ready episodes. for the next episode. For the next episode of the pod, I'm definitely gonna come up with my stuff for seven sure. Episodes. Because it's like if nobody is there, if they can't hear you. Has to be the neighbors that you're talking to. Would you live in that situation? No, I wouldn't live in that situation. But then again, I'll probably be a cool neighbor because I'm not making. He, they them collectively probably was making over two hundred thousand a year, probably. Probably way more than everybody there. Yeah. So, it, like I said, it brings the property value up, and they bought it for a lot of money. So they suspected it to be the realtor. They suspected it to be the neighbors, but it's like who's getting this information? The yeah. realtor is not. So it had to be. Um, in my opinion, it had to be the neighbors. People st- still unsolved to this day. Damn. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be a good one. That's so it's definitely something you should watch. Uh, I highly recommend it. 
Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. I mean, I got I got Netflix. I finished uh, I finished uh, Swamp People. Yeah, I, I finished that. So now I'm about to. I need something else to watch. So this is perfect. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go, man. New TV shows. We got Watcher on on list. Yo, I actually was gonna pick up some new animes. I was looking. I was looking at a few, and it was one that I know you probably seen already. I haven't seen. It's called like Doctor Stone. Yeah, I've seen that already. Well, how do you feel about that? It's good. It came out. It was one of the big threes of 2018. Um, it was Dr. Stone, Fire Force, and uh, Demon Slayer. So, mm-hmm. basically, when you got something like that, three amazing things, like, you can't really keep up with it. So, I haven't kept up with it. Mm. Because during that year, you got to think, they coming out at the same, they come out on the same day. Oh, wow. So, it's like, it's too much stimulated. It's too overstimulated. Mm-hmm. So, you're going to watch the best one. Mm-hmm. That was the best with Demon one. Slayer, yeah, with yeah. Demon, which was Demon Slayer. Doctor Stone was second best, but it's like, um, it's like an overshadow. It's like you got, uh, I can't even give a good comparison, but you got like a Michael Jordan, and who was the second best at the mic? Clyde Drexler. They came in at the same time. They came in at the same time and they played the same position. Same. All right, so you got so Doctor Stone is Clyde Drexler. Damn. It's like damn, we the. We love Mike, but Claude Jackson is a pretty good player, too. He's just not going to get the recognition. So that's how it is for anime because you can have something extremely great, but it's something else that's just as good, but something's going to overshadow it, and they come out at the same time. It's a competition still at the same time. It's a competition. Damn. But, yeah, I, I recommend Dr. Stone. It's pretty good. It's supposed to start off. You know, it's, a good, it's actually a good concept because it's like the world. The summary is uh, like the world's just frozen out of nowhere, mm-hmm. people will vanish, and they have to start over. The humans have to start over. They have to start over. Humans, they have to start over. So they got to build their way back up to industrialism. So you starting off a caveman, you then you create a slingshot. Slingshot revolves to a gun. Gun revolves to. So it's like building your way up as a civilization again. Oh wow, that's what it's about. So yeah, so there's a lot of science involved. And the main protagonist is basically a, a genius, so he understands that. And uh, he tries to make what he can, so he just keeps trying to have strides on humanity. That's all it's about. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. That's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I recommend that. I definitely recommend a watcher, though. That's like a good Halloween thing. Even if it's red, it's a good Halloween thing to watch on Halloween. It's about, yeah, what is going on right here? Did you ever really get into Halloween? Nah. I was a child, probably. Yeah. I like candy. That's why I went. I didn't go <laughs> for the joy. Nobody actually, only like, I don't know. I don't even know the type of person that enjoys Halloween. I just know I'm not that person. I enjoy the candy, though. Yeah. Like, we just associated Halloween with candy back then. Oh, yeah. I got to go to this neighbor. But in hindsight, it's actually kind of weird. Yeah. Now, with everything that's going on, you go to a stranger's door for candy. That's crazy. And you a kid. You're a kid. You dressed Back up. Then you didn't even have a shack room. You didn't have nobody with you. It was just no. a bunch of us, bunch of us walking together, and then we would just go to places house, and then at the end we compare what kind of candy we want, and we trade what type of candy. Yep. Like, oh, I don't like Twizzlers. I'll take them though, but I'll, I want your Twix for that. Yeah. You know you what get I mean? your Hershey bar. You got a full bar. Oh, yeah, I'll take it. What yeah. house was that? Oh yeah. Then you'll go to the quote unquote white neighborhood because they gave out the best candy, or yep. they gave you, or you could take more than one. Yep. And they'll just leave it outside. Yep. Some people are like, yo, please take one. I'm taking two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would yeah. take one though for the the uh, you know not me I'm not a socialist but you I know, took two I'm a sharing type of guy <laughs> I took two every time 
But yeah, so I just associated Halloween with candy, and uh, I guess dressing up as my favorite character. I didn't look up the the reason for it. Yeah, I was always a ninja. Yeah, because it was cheap, and like you know, I just wanted candy. Yes, I'm telling you, that's, that's, that's all I wanted. Halloween is just about candy. That's all I'm telling you. That's all. So I lost see this. Yeah, now that I'm but older, now that I'm older, I can just buy candy. Yeah, exactly. Back then, it was just acceptable to eat it a, a bunch of it in one night. Eating so, free candy from a stranger. Yeah, which is crazy. <laughs> then they got like now, now they was like, yo, it's edibles. They giving away candy. Nobody's giving away your. Nobody's giving your kid edibles, bro. Yeah, somebody. Said I promise that. you, no, bro. I promise you, bro. I've gotten older and I've realized, you know, it was back then. There was fear mongering for the kids and mm-hmm. the parents to give up, like older parents. That's not. Well, versed or understanding that, but it's like as an older person, after making purchases, bro, weed is expensive. Number one, edibles is expensive. Creating is expensive. It takes time to make. It takes time to make. Edibles are expensive. Why the hell would I give away my free peach ring edible to an eight year old? To an eight year old. Fuck that eight year old. He's not gonna, <laughs> yo, bro. He's not gonna understand. Even if he's, he's not gonna understand the joy that it brings somebody. Why would I give away my hardworking candy to this little kid? For fu- what do I gain from that? What you're not ki- you're not kidnapping them, you're not capturing them, you're not doing anything. It's not even a funny joke. Nobody. It's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. You uh, what's how a person giving away their free weed, bro? That's who gives away free weed. Come on, if we t- if we just spent what an hour and thirty minutes mm-hmm. talking about how selfish humans are, bro, who's, who's giving, giving away free weed? Be be real with yourself. Be real. And you know what? What kills me, you know, as a you know as an adult, you know where you taking your kids to get yeah. your stuff. And somebody gives your kid a brownie, mm-hmm. any 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 any, any f- thinker is not gonna be like, all right, let's eat that brownie. I'm gonna give my kid a brownie that somebody baked in their house. No, come on, you're smart. What has that ever been the case though? It hasn't. But what I'm saying, if if this is what's going on, you're right? smart enough as an adult to not take that brownie. You were smart enough to create a human. Well. You know, you would think. No, no, that's not happening. Keep but, going on. But, but, you know, you as an older person, you should be like, yo, this is is open. Yeah, I shouldn't give it to somebody. I'm not giving this to my child. If it's not a brand I'm familiar with, number one, I'm not even going to be like, yo, I trust that to, you to eat that. Because, like, what the hell is this? I wouldn't even give my kid a Toblerone. Yeah. Because, like, what the hell is a Toblerone? You know what I mean? You you got yeah, I gotta be smarter than that just to believe everything you, you hear on TV, bro. That and then they were saying this year, I was like, yo, watch out for fentanyl candy. Nobody's mixing candy with fentanyl. Look. Nobody in the hood, nobody in your urban environment is fentanyl predominantly in an urban environment. Let's just say that it is. Let's just say sake it's of argument. It's for the sake of argument. Nobody in the hood knows how to create licorice or candy. Fentanyl. And with fentanyl, that's what I'm saying. But even if they even if they didn't know how to create candy, why would they? Why would they waste they, it on kids? And why would they put? If, 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 oh, no, 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 no. If somebody really said, "Yo, bro, I just made, I just made licorice," you know what I'm about to do? Put some fentanyl. Yeah. No, no nobody would do that. Bro, have you ever seen how candy is created? With a machine you and need a press, a, you need a, a machine to create candy. Nobody is in your hood. Has that machine, unless they have a laboratory in that basement like Dexter, <laughs> is gonna put fentanyl in your child's candy. I promise you. It's a lot of other things that people are using fentanyl for, and I promise you, your kids' candy is not one of you're them. You're not finding Twix, you're not finding fentanyl in Twix. Not finding a knife in your your, your Tootsie Roll. You're not finding a machete in your Tootsie Roll. You're just not. You're not. 
And me and my friend, we got this recurring joke that we do every Halloween because it pops up on my feed. And I, what I did is I put a knife in between uh, Twix. And I'm like, yo, check your kids' candy. Somebody put a knife in here. <laughs> and it was just a big-ass knife, knife in between a Twix. So we've been doing that every Halloween. But it's, it's kind of it's weird. Like, who's putting fin on candy? Nobody's doing that. They're putting fin on your in your drugs. Yeah, they're mixing it, your cocaine with it to stretch it. Yeah. Because that's how it's supposed to be. Not It's not supposed to, but you use the fin on to enhance it. But what what get what do you gain for putting in candy, especially and, children candy? And and even to the point, like I said, you know, you know where you're getting that from. So yeah. really, all you got to do is like, yo, I know this came from your house. Yeah, exactly. Now I gotta now I gotta whoop your ass. You know what I mean? And I don't understand how that even makes sense. And if you even think that person, you know, could do something like that, why would you even send your kids send your to kids that, that house, house anyway? Yep, yep. Avoid that house. Don't Easy. go in that house. Don't take nothing from their house. Yep. Don't go on that block or something. I don't what, know. What would be the ulterior motive for somebody to have a machine and press fentanyl inside your tussie roll? What would be the ulterior motive? To create a genocide for kids? I don't I don't think. Now, here, here's my thing, right? People break the law, but there's a certain type of person that does evil. <laughs> yes. And that's not, excuse me, that's not the, that's not the level of evil that, you know, is in our community. Our community does not oh produce that level of evil. Yeah, that's true, though. That's right. true. That's Nobody th- is genetically engineering gummy bears to have fentanyl. Nobody's doing <laughs> Nobody's that. Nobody's doing that. Nobody's doing that. I'm sorry. You know, like, that's that's that level of evil. It's, it's from somebody else. It's not from us. And, and, their, and their ulterior motive is to... It has to be a whole... I, I hate kids. That has to be the ulterior... Yeah. Yo, I just hate kids in general. That's, yeah. And I want to destroy them all. That's like and world that domination gonna get, I promise you, that person is going to get arrested. By the feds. By the feds. By the feds. And, and the feds are already on him. He, they know what they, he's doing. They know, yeah. They just wait until <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. They know, they know exactly what he's doing. Because they look up your search history. Yeah. So oh. just, yeah, the terrorist thing, like, yo, they search people, like, by the, the purchases you make, mm-hmm. the straw purchases you make. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking up how to create a bomb, the feds, you're on the feds radar. Yeah. You're, you're on some list. Yeah. If you're learning how to make fentanyl, you're on a list. If, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's like a button that goes off in somebody's control room yep. where somebody searches how to make fentanyl yep. or how to make this. Doom up, oh, got them. Eventually, they're gonna get you. Fentanyl gummy bears. What the hell is going and on? And you don't want to be the first motherfucker to get booked for that. No, you're a sick guy. Yeah, that's a that's something. That's all I gotta say about Halloween, though, because it, it occurred to me that's kind of strange. Every Nobody, year, it's people that want to inflict harm on children. But that's a that's that's a bit extreme. That's a deep level of yeah. extremism. Yeah, that's like yes, it's somebody out there that could possibly do that. But what is the chances? Like, come on, let's look at the chances. So, like you said, that's the government's job, right? That's too hard, yep. bro. Every time we say a word, there's ten people at least in the world that thought about what we about to say. Yes. But those ten people aren't going to go do it. <laughs> oh, I swear! I swear. <laughs> And I know I that sounds very basic, but yeah. I promise you, brother, we've been eating, I've been eating gummy bears for 20 years, and it never occurred to me, like, yo, this is so good, I want to make it. Yeah. Never in my life. You got to be a different type of genius. You have to actually be a genius, I will say that. You have to be like a genius to, to construct something like that. To make your own fucking gummy bear? Candy in general? Please. I don't know, man. Hold on. I, I don't know at all. I just want to see the article real quick. Yeah, bring it up. 
What are the chances of fentanyl and candy and Halloween candy? What is this article from? Uh, this is uh, I don't know. This is from some Fox one one of those Fox things. Mm. It's a whole it's a whole sh- uh, what you call it? There's been a lot of natural attention on what is being called rainbow fentanyl, which is brightly colored tablets meant to disguise their danger. Oh, here we go. But doctors say, don't worry. There you go. I don't need to see. But the DEA, the DEA warned uh, brightly colored fentanyl to use and to charge at young Americans. The DEA. Really? Does this look like candy to you? No. That doesn't even look like a pass. Bro, nobody's giving this out on Halloween. It looks like chalk. And this is from Washington. The Drug Enforcement Administration is advising for the public of an alarming emerging trend of color of fentanyl available across the United States since August 2022, right? Mm-hmm. It's called rainbow fentanyl in the media. This trend appears to have a new method used by drug cartels to sell highly addictive and potentially deadly fentanyl to make it look like candy to children and young people. That doesn't look like why candy. Would they, why would they be doing Why would they, what was the drug cartel's mission to sell to kids? What was and if you know that, who has their hand it. on it? Huh? If they know that that's happening, who has their hands on that shit? <laughs> just saying. I'm uh, just saying. What? what? Let's, let's, let's use our brains here. Try, I'm trying. What's the cartel? I don't even know which cartel. What's the cartel's mission? Isn't it money? What the cartel thing, ulterior motive, be for money? I think it's money and power. Money and power. Yeah. What the hell type of power are they going to get with candy? With candy for killing young kids? You don't have attacking nobody. Uh, who are you trying to get the kids next door attention? Yeah, it's like yo, look what we doing. That's not a. That's not kids a, next door. Come attack us. That's not. A, that's not strategic. Yeah, yeah. yeah let, let's let's get all families like aware of what we doing, bro. It's like a terrorist going to the middle of Arizona and planning an attack in the desert. <laughs> You're not making a message to nothing. It's literally no message to nothing. I'm pretty sure. I'm like I'm almost like ninety percent certain a cartel job is not to attack. Boy out there fighting scorpions and shit. I'm pretty sure the cartel job isn't attacking kids, bro. I promise you, it's not. They're about money. I don't. I don't understand it. I I don't understand it. But uh, what I what I really want to know is this. It's always something new every year, and like let's let's. Let's turn our attentions, you know, to things that are, you know, better for our society, man. Let's just turn that shit over because this is getting, I'm tired of waking up. Somebody, I was in the store. So I was in the store, right? I'm literally just getting a coffee. Somebody walked to me and said, how do you feel about Kanye West? I said, mm-hmm. bro, it's eight in the morning. Why do you care about Kanye West? Yeah. You know, so let's let's worry about things that matter. That's all I got to say. Yeah, so basically, we're like, yo, a lot of people are saying, yo, it's not expected. A lot of doctors, well, doctors are saying it doesn't even look like candy. It's just colorful. It would be easier to transport. So kids shouldn't have to worry. Well, you know, there's a lot of fear mongering saying you should be worried. Be worried about everything. Be worried about breathing. Yeah, so that's all I got to say, man. Podcast and show show. Episode 190. Yeah, episode 190. We may do something big for 200, man. We might have somebody on here that's huge. You know? I would like that. Uh, maybe have Elon Musk on here for episode 200, man. Yeah. We'll see. Bring his kitchen sink. Bring his, yeah, let that sink in. Yeah. yeah. Let that sink in. Yeah, it's podcast and show show, man. Uh, shout out to Kanye West.